0: So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here joined by um, up-and-comer, a really bright start to the um, U- UFC Women's Division. I have Corey Poppins. McKenna. Corey, thank you so much for, taking some time to join us today. Thanks for having me. Of course. Hopefully, that. how's uh, the ankle feeling? Uh, getting a little better?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt anymore. It's just kind of inconvenient. I've still got a few weeks until I'm allowed to start trying to walk on it and everything. So, uh, it's going to set me back a little bit, but I've got plenty of time, so don't too
0: worried. That's good. Yeah, I mean, just take your time with that. Ankles suck. It's really annoying being all like kind of the weird kind of walk you have in the boot. I've been stuck in one too, so it's not the funnest, right?
1: Yeah, I've definitely. Uh, I definitely took a lot of things for granted. I didn't realize uh, how inconvenient it was, but uh, yeah, I'm getting. I'm getting by.
0: Exactly. Um, but of course, for those that don't know, um, Corey is fairly new to the UFC. Of course, she um competed first back um on Dana White's Contender Series back in August, won that fight um in a phenomenal fight, and then had another really good fight most recently at UFC Vegas uh Felder versus Rafael Dosanios, um where you would beat um K Hansen in a unanimous decision. Also opening up as a slight underdog in both of them too. So. Credit to you for being able to kind of make, break your way in, um, cage warriors, alum, making your way to the UFC. What's that whole kind of experience been like so far with you?
1: Yeah, it's um, I'll say it's a dream come true. Like it's something I've been aiming towards since I was since I started out. So you know for almost ten years now. Um, so to finally get it done is obviously a big accomplishment for me. Um, like I'm never too worried about like the whole underdog or anything like that kind of thing um just just like I say very excited to get in there so the opportunity for obviously contenders was was massive for me that like, i took that short notice mm-hmm. <clears throat> sorry and then um yeah and then obviously 4k hansen and uh it was like you know i kind of cemented it so uh, yeah looking look forward to getting back in there getting healed up and going again
0: so, of course, I think the first thing we have to ask, so when we had Justin Janes on recently, nicknamed the Guitar Hero, we had talked about that. So with you, your nickname Poppins, where does that nickname come from?
1: Um, that is uh, Uriah's, uh, so obviously I was called The Hobbit, um, which was like a bit of a like, a, like an old name from, from when I was competing as a junior um, <laughs> that kind of stuck. And then uh, Uriah came up with it one day. I say came up with it, he was... Very excited. Um, Poppins, because I'm very proper, I'm British. Um, you know, he's always got me with the kids, so he's he's always like, it fits. Um, so yeah, you was pushing it for probably about a year, year and a half, and then um when he got me the contenders call up, I was like, Okay, I'll, I'll change the name now, like as a as a thank you.
0: That's perfect. Of course, um Uri as in Uriye favorite, as you are a team alpha male athlete. Um so Kind of have to ask, you're from the UK all the way over there across the pond. And then how did you make your way all the way out here? And how did you uh, end up finding yourself within Team Alpha Male's gym?
1: Yeah, so, um, like, obviously, this is always something that I've been very heavily involved with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I was younger and, like, starting to, like, get towards the end of my school, um, like, my schooling kind mm-hmm. of period, uh, our family holidays became, like, arranged around, around like, touring different gyms. um. Because we knew eventually that like, I'd probably look to branch out or find like, a home away from home where I could get some mm-hmm. different looks and kind of like that full time professional um, training schedule. Because obviously I was looking to to kind of go full time. So, the um, first trip, I tried a few different gyms. You know, I, I went to like Team Alpha Male, I went to Glendale, I went to King's MMA. And then the next year, I did a couple of weeks at ATT. Mm-hmm. And then um, just kind of like for my 18th birthday, my parents were like, right you know so i was planning to turn pro at like literally i was like i'm gonna turn 18 i'm gonna go pro mm-hmm. um so i had like my pro debut kind of planned out um so for my 18th birthday my parents bought me like a training camp so uh i came out here so I, I chose to mouth mail of all the gyms we tried um i came out here for eight weeks uh the camp got cut short because i got mm-hmm. injured but um yeah and it kind of like came out like so i was on the mats like, all day every day built up a good kind of um you know, kind of got along really well with the coaches, built up a good kind of uh relationship with everybody in the gym, and uh, just kind of started coming out three months on, three months off for the next three years, really. So that's that, kind of how it went, and then obviously I'm here now.
0: That's one hell of a 18th birthday present. I mean, I, I feel like that has to really break into the category of being unique. I don't know, <laughs> very many people that have gone to... A training camp uh, for the birthday essentially that's that's super cool um, and then team alpha male is, is real nice uh, we've had our first two interviews actually was with coach joey of course the, the head boxing coach over there and then um, big man uh still healing up too but josh emmett so it, it's nice to have you uh, team alpha male um, uh, fighters because you're one of the best also you know local guy i'm still from sacramento so i got represent a little bit you know
1: no, they're, they're all awesome. Like I say, it's a great team. It is. Uh, you know, everyone everyone helps everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a great environment for me to be in. So I'm very fortunate and obviously grateful to be here.
0: Now let's kind of get a little more into your career path. So first off, what got you into MMA in the first place?
1: Uh, it started like karate. I think like just as a hobby mm-hmm. uh, when I was like 10. And then the school that I was at, obviously I was there like seven days a week doing karate. I was really kind of like, pushing that I was uh, competing in that pretty much every weekend um and then they introduced like the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu the boxing and the Muay Thai mm-hmm. so I started going along to that cause it was just something else I could do uh to keep active um obviously I ended up falling in love with that Started competing in each of those disciplines um so when I got to about 13 I kind of like I remember like talking to my dad and stuff and we just kind of decided like obviously it's kind of the natural progression i was already training everything so he was like one you give this a go mm-hmm. um so we found a local mma mma gym and uh i went down gave it a go and kind of just fell in love with it and never really looked back i was there for i think i was there for six seven years i mean i still go back and visit regularly mm-hmm. obviously uh moved a bit now but um you know like my first ever mma coach is still in my corner for every fight uh so yeah it's like pretty it's pretty cool
0: so you t- you've been talking a lot about your parents that they've been really hands on and really helped you out finding your camp. Um, your dad helped get you into MMA. Do you how much do you credit them to your um now um success in this uh, sport?
1: Oh, I hundred percent wouldn't be where I am today without them. Like I'm very fortunate. Obviously, they're very supportive. Um, you know, they were never like pushy or anything. Mm-hmm. But anything I needed, like I I had it. Um, you know, like they they would my dad would and my mum to be fair would, would drive me like you know we drive four hours to a jiu-jitsu competition I'd have one match and then we'd drive home like and I but they knew that the experience was obviously very valuable for me so they went above and beyond like they gave up all the time like I hate to think how much money they've put into me um like yeah I've just been very lucky from day one to have their support um but I always credit everything to them really uh I know a lot of people aren't that fortunate but um yeah like I, I, they're, they're nothing but supportive for me
0: that's super cool. I guess uh, with summer fights, you guys start trying to uh, buy some some uh, real nice Christmas presents coming up. I guess, right?
1: Yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely owe them more than some nice Christmas presents, <laughs> but we'll get there. A few more fights.
0: Exactly. I feel like just just start small. We'll will work our way back. Uh, and then, <laughs> of course, you um, before you made your way to the UFC, you have five fights with the Cage Warriors promotion, which is the top uh, promotion there in Europe. Uh, some really kind of big names that have come for their UFC First and most notably Conor McGregor. If you had the count Michael Bisping, you on the NJ check, um had some experience there, Dan Hardy, Big Silva. So how would you um how much would you contribute to uh, your time in Cage Warriors and how has your experience with that promotion kind of carried into the um, now UFC promotion?
1: Yeah, like I say, another, it's another thing I was very fortunate with, obviously, um made my pro debut on cage warriors stuck with them for my entire pro career uh, it's like the largest platform in europe so yeah. obviously kind of chucked in at the deep end a little bit but also like it was you know invaluable experience for me um like see I've, I've not really had that big crowd lights and everything of like the ufc but i get that with cage warriors so it's not something that i've ever kind of missed uh as opposed to being on these smaller local shows mm-hmm. um so yeah with cage warriors that like, you get to like, you know you get that professional treatment you get in like T- you know the fight pass the tvs like so It's it's been a gr- it was a great opportunity for me like obviously i'm very grateful for ian and graham for putting on my fights and everything um and yeah it was an amazing platform like, i got to test myself against the top european talent um and you know put on some decent performances for well hopefully decent performances for everybody <laughs>
0: They definitely have been more than decent. I I give yourself a little more credit. Of course, you're just super humble. Um, And then, what do you think the main difference, if there is any, between the two promotions are? Do you have one?
1: Uh, no. Like I said, I haven't had that. Obviously, I've obviously fought in the UFC now, but like, Mm -hmm. it's not. I I wouldn't say I've had the full experience because obviously fighting in the Apex, like no crowd, everything's. I've got. I've got a feeling it's probably a lot more chilled like they say with like the no crowds and everyone's just kind of in the hotel everything's there like yeah um so i'm sure i'm sure it'll be slightly different once everything opens back up um but like you say cage warriors is very professionally run you get like you know you you get the media stuff mm-hmm. you get the you know you, like the way are run the same like you've got the lights you've got the cameras you've got everything so um I, I wouldn't say there's too much difference just like you say there's that step up in Perhaps the level where well obviously I'm fighting the highest level girls around the world now, as opposed to just Europe. Um, but there's no, no, I wouldn't say there's like too significant a difference, really.
0: Gotcha. That totally makes a lot of sense. Um, then going back to your fight on the uh, Contender Series, going to that, there's a lot riding on the line with those fights. I mean, a contract essentially to, uh, for being honest, the biggest and top dog in mma at least considered by the majority of people so did you feel a little bit of pressure going to that fight or how did you handle that experience especially being on short notice did you just kind of just take his opportunity and keep it at that
1: uh, i actually think like so i discussed this after the fight with a few people and mm-hmm. like a lot of people have said to me that perhaps the short notice thing was more of a positive for me because I'm, I'm a very critical uh over worker like so it kinda like I have a terrible tendency to kinda like say like run myself into the ground, train too much, diet too strict. Like so I think the three week notice thing wasn't necessarily a negative thing. It actually kind of uh opened my eyes to perhaps like some changes that I made for this fight and for future fights. Um, you know, like I realized that rest might not be the devil. But uh don't don't let my coaches know I admitted that. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll
0: censor that. We'll just go and cut that right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but um, but yeah, like you said So that didn't really change too much, and I kind of take every fight the same. Like, like it sounds cheesy that like everyone says it, but every fight is the biggest fight of your your life. You know, it's mm-hmm. everything's the next the next step up. So for me, I just approached it like another fight. Um, if anything, it was more relaxed for me because, like, say with the the no crowds and everything, it just felt mm-hmm. like a sparring day. I had like, you know, I had like three of three three coaches that I'm really close with in my corner. Um, you know, we just had like a good time, like. Uh, my friend actually came to Vegas with us, and we just kind of chilled around the hotel, laughing, joking, and just having fun. So to be fair, like it was, it was actually super relaxed. It it was there was no pressure at all.
0: That's super cool. And and then with kind of being in a somewhat similar situation with the whole no crowds kind of a lesser of a spectacle of his, of an event um was your preparation and kind of a couple of days before your debut onto the actual uh, UFC roster itself was it similar to your contender series fight or was it, there was some larger differences
1: um like with the again like you said that UFC like the, the main difference like also there was more media mm-hmm. and everything um but, like, obviously, they said the, the setup was the same. Um, we were in the same place, was the same people, uh, like, the exact same kind of. But um, like the show was run the exact same. It was even an earlier card, so it kind of like was the same as contenders. So, um, for me, it kind of didn't feel too different. Um, uh, Jack, the guy that I have in my corner, the big bald guy, uh, even he said it. He's like, he's like, it almost feels like we've done this already. So, it's kind of like, it almost feels like it was like meant to be as, as such. Um, which was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, it was, again, super relaxed, like not too worried. Like the end, of the day, I'd, I'd done 12, 12 weeks of hard work like with the top coaches, top mm-hmm. training partners. So um, I'd be a little concerned if I, was, if I was worried going into it. You know, I, I like to think that I'm well prepared by the time I get to my fights.
0: That's a really good point to make. Of course, you probably should be ready with that amount of time. But of course, uh, for most fighters you hear about, especially uh, Darren Till opened up a little recently like that. Do you kind of share that feeling where you get um, nervous before every fight or do you just not, or are you just a little different? You don't really feel that?
1: No, I don't really get nervous to be fair. Um, if anything, I get more nervous after it because I know mm-hmm. I've got to be stuck in front of all the cameras and like <laughs> try not to say something stupid uh, when I'm tired. But um, but no, like I don't really get nervous for the fights. Um, you know, that's, that's what I spend my entire life training to do. Um you know, so it's kind of something that I'm very comfortable with. Um, like I've I've had plenty of people tell me that like, oh you should get nervous, you should get this, and I'm like I I just don't. Like I just I enjoy it. Like I'm I'm out there, I'm having fun. Um, you know, I'm doing what I love. Like not many people can say that, so uh, I just kind of also like feel grateful when I get in there.
0: That's a really cool perspective to have. Um, that I haven't heard uh, one of the fighters say that yet. So that's really cool. A brand new kind of a point of view for this. And um, then, next thing we want to do uh, something we do with everyone that we have on, um, we have is called our fighter favorites. So, I got pretty much a list of five things. You want to run through that? Okay. <laughs> so, the
1: first I feel there's pressure. I don't know. I don't... I'm going to forget. You feel pressure?
0: More pressure at this and then the fight, I'm sure, right?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, first thing favorite food?
1: Peanut butter. Oh,
0: that's a good one. Favorite music?
1: Uh, as in a genre or, like, a band?
0: Either. Let, let's see. Just, uh, give us what you think.
1: Uh, I like a lot of, like, rock and indie stuff. Okay. Like, alternative rock and indie.
0: A little specific band, then?
1: Um, uh, my favorite's probably the Pitcher Detectives, and I'm gonna stick with that, because they offered me a free ticket to their gig after my last fight.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Okay. You gotta use is that a, uh, local, uh, band back in the UK?
1: Um, I think they're from, like, Manchester. See, now, you, now you're them a Couple. Fake, fake fan, they're uh, from up north. Like, um, can we just I've say
0: listened... UK, just in general? Yeah, they're yeah. from the
1: UK. Yeah, they're not they're not too close to me, but they're not too far.
0: They're European. Uh, I think that's good enough. Um, uh, next thing, yeah. favorite hobby. I've seen a lot of um, British bands. British band. I'm Sorry, I would assume so. Uh, um, it kind of makes sense. Let's see, favorite yeah. hobby outside of fighting or um combat sports.
1: Probably my painting, I guess.
0: And we've seen like a if you follow her on Instagram, which is.
1: Uh. My my main Instagram is Corey McKenna ninety nine, uh, but I've just started an art page which is Poppins paintings.
0: Oh, also follow that one as well because your art. I mean, also can we talk about the masks real quick? Uh, th- those are some real nice high quality stuff. I'm I'm very impressed. Uh, is that just a little thing that you picked up in the meantime during all this?
1: Uh, well, it was like a kind of like a gesture so for fight week. I I made them for uh, me and my three corner men. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all had like i made custom masks for us uh and then like a few people like you know piped up saying they wanted some so um yeah i kind of i made a bunch like i asked took a few requests on colors um you know and i figured i'd sell some uh, i'm not making too much of a profit off of them obviously but um you know if people want some that'd be great
0: <laughs> nothing like a little side hobby everyone if you watch a mask you know where to go it's it's Corey mckenna right there she is just a mask can call you the mask protege at this point too
1: Hey, I'll take whatever you want to give
0: me. I'm okay with that. Um, Next thing, let's talk about favorite TV show or movie.
1: Favorite TV show, Uh, probably Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think it's the only thing that I've watched all the way through (laughs) twice. Twice. Uh, That's funny. That's a
0: good show. I watched
1: watched it again with my friend during lockdown. Um, (laughs) I do really like that one. It's funny. Uh, And then movie... It's a tough one, uh, but probably Mary Poppins, and I'm not just saying that because of my nickname. Like, I used to love that film as a kid. Um, and then around this time of year, it's The Grinch. The Grinch.
0: Are we talking the animated or the live action? The original. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's let's stick with that one then. And um, then last but not least, your favorite fighter. <sighs>
1: That's really hard. Uh, like. People tell me all the time that I'm cringy for saying it, but it is probably Uriah, uh, not even <laughs> just because of, like, his – obviously, I like his fight style, mm-hmm. and like, but also from a coaching perspective and also from, like, his work ethic. Like, I've seen firsthand how that guy works and how he, like, hustles. Um, and it, it is inspiring. Uh, so, like, I kind of, like – I admire the people that, obviously, I, I see closer to me just because mm-hmm. – you know, you see a lot of fighters in there, but like I'm more inspired by, like, like you say, like the outside of the gym, uh, the fight stuff, sorry, like, you know, the time in the gym, the work ethic, like, and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, probably Uriah.
0: Hey, Uriah, with the very, very nice shout out right there. You're just getting <laughs> plenty of love this show. It's perfect. It's like, is he, is he paying you? Or is he? Uh,
1: no, but to be fair, like, <laughs> I'm not paying him either. So <laughs> uh,
0: It's worth a shout out, and I think this is all mutual right here. Um, So the next thing there is our fighter favorites and the next thing I want to talk about of course you're recovering from that ankle injury um, which we all know about but once that's all said and done you're able to move on from that what do you think is next uh, for you in in the fight game do you have like someone you want to fight next you have kind of like a little roadmap of what you want to accomplish uh, next year in 2021
1: Uh, I'd love to get like at least three fights that as far as goals go like Mm -hmm. just staying active is literally my only goal i don't think i'm gonna get a fight until they said it's gonna be three or four months until Mm. i'm kind of back like hard hard training so uh it's gonna be a little while until i get a fight so i'd like to kind of stay active and get a few kind of back-to-back um i'm not gonna say catch up because obviously i've got plenty of time but i do also like hate sitting out and I feel like everyone's having fun and I'm missing out. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to have a few few, few more fights next year, get a bit active. Like, there's, there's plenty of girls in the division, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here calling anyone out in particular. Um, you know, I trust that my managers will sort it out and, you know, we'll get some fun, exciting fights in the works soon, hopefully.
0: Exactly. I mean, that uh, division, the weight, is a very strong division, so it uh, might not be the worst thing to kind of just slowly work your way through it because those top dogs are some some vicious killers, but you'll be up there way soon enough. I mean, twenty one, you got plenty of time to to really get even better as a fighter, which is gonna be a scary thought for those women in a few years here.
1: That's it. Like I say, I'm only at the start of my career. You know, I'm like twenty one, got plenty mm-hmm. of plenty of years ahead of me to fight. So uh just making the smart decisions and like you say, make sure I'm not rushing myself too fast. Like, I I wanna make sure I've, even just like say for longevity wise, I wanna get three mm-hmm. fights a year for for the foreseeable so you know just make sure i take those fights and make sure i'm making the right steps and uh you know i'll get i'll get to the top eventually but uh for now i just want to be active and stay busy
0: 100 percent. i mean if you're talking about having fun maybe uh they're probably going to bring you back for next year maybe we can get you on the fight island card go out there to the desert Abu Dhabi. maybe a little closer to, to home uh and then have a little more fun on the beach for like a fight week right
1: um i actually for someone that's moved to California, the sun and the beach is probably two of my least favorite things. Really? Um, yeah. But uh, no, but I'd love to go. Like, say it's it's a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people like, aren't too keen on travel and, like, say it's not as fun because so obviously you're isolating everything. But mm-hmm. I feel like you probably have a bit more freedom in Vegas. Um, but also, I, I lo- the one thing I love about this sport is you do get to see the world. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, even with Cage Warriors, I, I, I went to Belgium, I traveled around, like, yeah. s- you know, saw some places that I would never have kind of really actively gone to um so i feel like there's a lot more opportunities like say with what we do so um yeah like i probably never go to abu dhabi unless unless i got a fight so it'd be cool (laughs) to kind of have the opportunity to go there and see what see what's happening
0: now just real quick you say you're not much of a a sun and beach kind of person so are you more the california part where you like to go to the mountains and and spend some more time up there
1: um for the most part I'm, i'm in the gym um, so you don't is, have time like, for
0: that <laughs>
1: right. that is the reason like, i I've, I've been to tahoe a couple of times i mm-hmm. so obviously, it's lovely up there like i do i do love the scenery i love being out in the woods i love hiking and stuff like that um but like especially because i'm normally coming out here just for training camps mm-hmm. uh, so i've mm-hmm. never really had that off season period out here so um normally i'm like said, i'm in the gym six seven days a week um you know from open to close so i don't really have time to to go and make the most of it um <laughs> And then now, obviously, my ankle's blooming broken. So, uh,
0: can't really I'm hike on any, that, right? <laughs> not going on any hiking,
1: no. But, uh, you know, once that's healed up and I'm back walking and stuff, uh, I'm sure I'll make the most of the most of what's around me. Of
0: course. I mean, uh, we, you don't got time for any fun, right? The fun is in the gym. That's all we do that is my 7. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I was in the gym this morning and the guy, one of the guys coming. in, he's like, You need a hobby. And I was like, I looked at him, I was like, No, oh, this is my hobby. I was like, I'm struggling. I'm struggling right now. Um, yeah, like I, I'm even, even when I can't train, like, I'm I'm sat inside the mats. Like I look miserable, but I'm <laughs> sat inside the mats.
0: So that's that's. I mean, what better way to really uh, do this? It, it sounds like this has been your entire life. Really, it's just been surrounded by the gym, whether being at the gym or traveling to the gym. So I I feel like it's just a. Good, it's not the worst habit to have. <laughs> no,
1: exactly. I say it's it's yes, it's my routine now. It's kind of, it's also where I'm comfortable. It's like, you know, it's where, like say where I'm happy is where I'm used to being. Um, so I'll be back in there like soon. Once I can start walk- walking on it again, I'll be yeah. doing more than just single leg pressing and <laughs> bench pressing and like everything that sucks when it's not, you, not what we want to do. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, working ar- I'm working around it. I'm doing what I can.
0: Uh, I'm sure. I mean, at least you can get a little more, um, upper body strength going, I guess. You've probably got to Focus on your legs a little bit more once uh and try to I feel like the worst part's gonna be trying to balance out the legs again, huh?
1: Yeah, like I said, I'm doing a lot of single leg stuff, a lot mm-hmm. of body work and I'm kinda s i am kind of I can do like the cardio stuff on like the skiing machines, so I can mm-hmm. do that seated. Yeah. Um I, obviously it's not it's not as good as doing three MMA practices a day, <laughs> but like it's
0: Well only it'll three
1: suffice for now.
0: Only someone like you, you're in there all day, you only get three practices in. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs>
1: Some of them, well, I've got a rule as well that if two sessions are back-to-back, it's one session so the coach doesn't tell me off.
0: That's a good rule of thumb right there. Um, Then kind of to to, um, end things, uh, what I like to ask most fighters and athletes that we have on is there's a lot that goes into it, but it's also a lot of your career depends on the kind of lasting image you leave on fans and uh, people of members of the sport. So Corey, what do you want your uh, lasting legacy to be? No, it might be kind of hard to think about. Just kind of pretty fresh into the sport, but do you have something in mind that you want to kind of leave as your imprint? Uh, <laughs>
1: that's a new one. Uh, I don't know. Like I say, like the only th- like the one thing that I kind of pride myself on is like my work ethic. So I'd like to mm-hmm. think that like you know when all said and done, like people remember me for how hard I work not for running my mouth or for doing like any of that stuff like you know I turn up I, I do the work like hopefully obviously the performances will keep kind of speaking for that but mm-hmm. um yeah I'd, I'd like to think that's what people kind of think of uh when they think of me so
0: according to the workhorse that, that's exactly <laughs> it. It, it really sounds like you're already well on your way of doing that with just your Three kind of put down quotes to sometimes <laughs> gym sessions a, a day. Um, but with that being said, everyone, this has been the great Corey Poppins McKenna. Uh, I really do appreciate your time and best of luck with the ankle. And we, I know I could speak for um, all the listeners and then for most fans around the world, especially what we've seen from you um, in your couple of fights in the UFC. We cannot wait to see you back inside that octagon and uh, fighting and doing what you love again.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me on as well.